listeners, we are excited to bring you today a true innovator in a space that is not traditionally known for forward-thinking technology. Manjit, you had the pleasure of speaking to this master of AI with our own Dr. William Dutton, who's our director of manufacturing. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about it? Uh, yes, of course, Richard. Will and I got to sit down with Andy Carney today. He's a solution arch- solutions architect at Marshalls. For those that are new to Marshalls, they are the UK's leading supplier of hard landscaping solutions for the commercial construction centre. Andy has over 20 years experience working in the industry and has been specifically been involved in transformational change, including the adoption and implementation of AI into Marshalls. The conversation with Andy was brilliant as he walked us through what led Marshalls to adopt AI, the internal journey they took and are still taking today, and how their teams make great decisions every day. So I'm going to hand this over to Andy, who kicked off this discussion. Hi, Andy. Hi, so I'm Andy. I work at Marshalls, been at Marshalls now for quite some time, uh, working as a solution architect. I focus on uh, our digital transformation and in particular, uh, taking a data-driven and artificial intelligence machine learning approach to uh, solutions. So Andy, you, I mean, we've been working with you guys for a long time. You are a, a pioneer, a master of AI, if I dare say that. Um, what, what started it? What's, what's the spark that ignited this AI journey at Marshalls? I'd be really interested to understand that. Our journey really started um, probably about five years ago. Um, it was triggered by our uh, CFO, really, um, having discussions with uh, industry experts and also academic um, people, um, suggesting that we need to um, make uh, inroads into our digital journey. And a key part of the digital process and transformation is going to be AI and ML. It's going to play a significant part in the future was his guidance. He then started basically looking for people in the business who w- w- had a kind of approach that was a, a digital approach, shall we say, a little bit um, willing to push the boundaries a little bit, try some things new, etc. And he put together a team, uh, and I was I formed part of that team. So a team of digital mavericks, it sounds like. So that, that's pretty much it, Will. Yes. And that's 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 apt knowing you for a couple of years, um, and and you know once you've got that, the 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 desire was there, the motive as it were. How do you select which product to, a project to to start on the AI? Because obviously, Marshalls like any organisation's got a huge number of, of of potential use cases. But but where did you start? How did you how did you select your your foothold and and your journey as it were? That's a very good question, Will. Uh, and at the beginning, I had no idea. Um, and we had no idea what this new technology was capable of, where it could be used, et cetera. And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who have a similar kind of thought process at the moment. And um, with help from you guys, uh, in particular you, Will, thank you very much, you give us a kind of a guidance on where to approach this, which was um, basically to draw up a shortlist. It's a bit like a normal selection process. We, we drew up a shortlist and we took some key points in terms of where we had an abundance of data, it was going to be easy to implement a solution uh, and um, where we had some willing buy-in from uh, people in the business that were willing to take a bit of a, a punt at some of this uh, kind of ideas that we were working on. And I, I, I'm really interested to, to get like an inside track here because there's, I'd be really interested in the difference between how you perceived your AI journey at that beginning and then maybe reflect on, on the reality of it. Yeah, so um, it's probably typical to a normal uh, learning process, really. 
uh, started with really high expectations, um, probably unrealistic expectations, being quite honest, um, which quickly, uh, after a long time of investigating and analyzing and trying to understand our data, make some sense of it, um, obviously our, our expectations uh, reduced. Uh, and we realized then that um, th this was going to be quite an interesting and difficult journey. Um, but after a certain amount of time, our expectations begin to rose again uh, and, and went above our original kind of uh, thoughts of where they were. So it's a typical kind of like uh, a learning kind of curve, I suppose, in a way. And uh, by the end of it, yes, it was a great insight in terms of uh, a great journey that we went on uh, of, of improvements. Uh, changing directions along the way several times uh, and understanding and learning as well was a great uh, process for us. You know, and, and you've, you said, you, you know, your background is, is, is in digital. I'd be just interested, like, what an AI journey or project was like compared to perhaps a standard project. Um, you know, we talked about this. Well, you've mentioned the, the term journey. I think that's a, that's a nice way of putting it. What, why, what's the journey been different compared to a standard project or a, di a different uh, individuates AI, as it were? Yeah, I've, I've actually been involved in many projects over the years, in my experience. And uh, I've done different kinds of project management, waterfall, agile. And I think AI projects, they are a little bit different from what I've seen so far. They're not, they're not either one of those processes. And um, the key thing is you have to be prepared to change direction. You go where the data takes you. You have a set of ideas beforehand, a way you think you might want to make improvements, but the data may drive you in a different direction and something it might be something completely different altogether by the end. And that's one of the things I've learned. Um, it, it, you, the problem may be well-defined. Uh, in a normal project, the solution is often quite well-defined too. In an AI project, it's not well-defined. And it's an evolutionary process. To borrow a, a kind of term from statistics in AI that I've learned from the, working with the guys at Peak, this is it's more of a Bayesian type approach. So um, that's more of where you have a kind of set of prior kind of beliefs, and and then as you learn, you change direction. As you learn more, you improve your estimation, and the direction will change depending on what what happens with the data as you go along. So it's very different, I would say, from a normal project. Um, and it's kind of, you, you have to be open-minded, I would say, and um, there's no clear kind of end in some respects to the project, which is why you have to, uh, you do have to be kind of a bit disciplined in terms of where to, where to draw a line, because you could go on for quite some time. But um, yeah, you, you basically, you reach a point where it's, you've made a lot of improvements and uh, that's it, that's the end of the project really, but it's very different because there isn't a clear defined end goal in some respects. Andy, you've talked about data, but how do you take people on that journey? And that's basically sometimes the end users, but also you've got an exec sponsor there, which was like your FD, and he came back, for, you know, excited, I want to go, he's brought this like, squat team together. How, how does that journey work with the people side of things? Yes, yeah, so that's very interesting. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. Um Data and AI, um, it, it's, it's quite complicated. Um, it's exciting. Um, getting people to work with the solution is very, also very interesting. Um, you have a very different kind of views on the, on, the, on, the, on the use of AI and machine learning. From what I've seen, you have very different polar opinions. Um, 
You have some people that embrace it, especially the younger generation. They're already working with it and used to it, working with AI already. Um, and then other people think it can't do anything and it, it's absolute, uh, it, it's not capable of achieving the results that they can achieve. And the truth is somewhere in between as always. Um, so yeah, so it's been quite interesting trying to convince people. What I often say to people is that um, it's like having a really experienced person sat next to you. It's seen all of your data. It's seen all of your customers. It's seen all of your products over the over the many years that you've been gathering this data. It's basically seen them all, and it can give you some guidance. It can work with you and give you a suggestion. It's an experienced person that can suggest maybe you should try this. So convincing people is is actually yeah, it's quite it's like any project as well. Uh, convincing people to work with this uh, and changing their opinions is is a, is it's quite a, an interesting task um so yeah I, I, lots lots of presentations um one of the key things for me to get especially from a, a senior executive point of view is um a b testing was a key point for us um so that was definitely it's, it's evidence at the end of the day it's evidence you can't argue with um and that was the turning point for us uh, an A-B test that we performed demonstrated clear evidence that the machine could outperform the human on their own. The reality is we actually implemented a solution which augmented the human and, and worked together. That's the best approach. That's, 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 that's really interesting. And like, you know, you've, you've, you've you successfully done, let's say, your, your, first, your first foothold in this journey. How do you keep innovating and keep ahead now that we're you know we're, we're two or three years well five years since you said you since you began it how do you keep ahead keep it fresh um and going is, is anything changed yes so yes we there has been uh, some changes um in some respects by introducing ai you are changing your approach as well and it, it affects um people's behavior um the data changes as a result, your model changes, your business model can change. And so, yeah, you have to keep on top of this in terms of um, th there's a feedback associated with it as well. So, yeah, you have to constantly um, kind of keep learning. Uh, the machine will adapt equally too. And you have to ensure, obviously, that the machine is adapting in the right direction because uh, there's, there's, a, there's a risk that it could go in the wrong direction. So yeah, it's constantly uh, uh, monitoring and observing uh, people's behavior as well as the machine's behavior, et cetera. How, how do we stay ahead? Um, we, um, we, we speak to industry experts, um, seminars. We speak to Gartner, people like Peak. Um, they are pe obviously, people like Peak are, are uh, speaking to lots of other people in the industry too, uh, and they're aware of what's going on, and we listen to them and take their advice. That's really interesting. So like the, the previous projects then, Andy, do you have to, you, you keep monitoring them and you, I guess keeping those stakeholders on board as well, you know, if, if it was after two years, is there a bit of shepherding in, in, in terms of that going back, talking to the people, are you still happy with your, your machine trusted advisor, as it were, is, is that sort of the scenario that plays out? Yes, that's right. So, um, yeah. So one of the things is we constantly, um, review and, um, with help from the guys at Peak, we, we have lots of dashboards, et cetera, reports that give us kind of indications of directions uh, of where things are heading, where the machine is heading, where people are heading, what the results are. 
uh, and to have this advanced insights and analytics uh, monitoring progress uh, makes a big difference. So yes, constant constant reviewing uh, as the process goes along, um, but there's high, high rewards as well. I love the idea that you've got like some amazing outcomes that you didn't expect. There's also some unintended consequences as well. Um, it'd be good just to kind of see here some examples like the two, because you said it kind of people's behaviour changes. I'm just really interested in what did you actually see, Andy? Yeah, so we 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 prompted people with suggestions um, that the machine has spotted insights, um, which are a little bit different, so maybe which is what you want at the end of the day. And um, what we discovered was were, that people were using those suggestions and maybe were some people were gaming the system. So we had to kind of counteract that gaming approach uh, and the machine kind of picked up on that. Uh, we changed it direction slightly. We didn't tell people. That's one of the key things as well, I think, um, is uh, we have to uh, kind of play a bit of a game in some, in some ways. We, we, we show results, but um, we don't always tell people that the machine is kind of maybe guiding those along because I think people have a different view depending on if they think it's a human or a, or a machine telling them uh, what's the, what, to, what, what they suggest they should do. And Andy, we, you, I mean, what you're just talking about there, you're crossing multiple functions within the organisation. We've got data, we've got change management at the coal phase, as it were. What what's the squad that you've that you've put together to, to to deploy all this because it's 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 a complicated beast it'd be good to know the makeup of the team and the key personnel involved to make it work yes yeah, so um we had a key person in the business that's one thing um who was bought into to the solution and the idea and the process that's one of the key things a key business person uh, at the coal face in some respects uh, a manager um also, we had in our team, we were quite lucky. We, it was part of our digital strategy in some respects, was to pick people who were in the business, who had business knowledge and experience. We found it was easier to train people on the digital culture rather than it is necessarily to business process and business culture. So we, we, one of the things was we took people from the business, uh, we took their experience, and uh, combined that with the digital. So we had a, a, a digital developer. We had a key person in the business that joined our team, became part of the digital development team, used their experience and knowledge. They're now an, a, a, a trained up and they're working through an, a university apprenticeship program on digital. Uh, uh, so there was myself who had, who had some experience in analytics in the background. We had a business person, a developer, and somebody in the business actually driving the, the implementation along. So it sounds like a really balanced team, Andy. I mean, you've got sort of your change people, you've got your digital, you've got your, your end users, and everybody's kind of definitely coming together. And how did that work on a week-to-week basis? Yeah, so it's um, it, it was uh, interesting, constantly evolving. So we, we were speaking to people in the business, um, trying to understand uh, the process. And sometimes what you think the process is, uh, is different and so the data will tell you maybe something different and you have to go where the data tells you and so we would change direction we would understand that work with the people in the business and we would each week we would review and maybe develop something new and implement that so make some changes both from an ai point of view and actually the implementation itself we might present some data to people in a different format in a different way uh, etc so yeah it was constantly changing um constantly developing 
uh, it's slightly agile in a way. It sounds to me like you kind of have like, you know where you're heading, but how you get there, it kind of evolves as you learn. Like you said, and with the people kind of learning together uh, from like across across the entire business. So everybody's kind of in it together. It's got like that vested interest of this is where we're heading. It does sound a bit cliche, uh, but yes, uh, definitely. It was definitely the case. We had everybody bought into the idea. Obviously, people were very excited. It's new technology, etc., um, and wanted to be involved, wanted to be a part of it. Um, and yes, it was it was a very good team. Uh, it still is a very good team of people still moving forward now. We're still developing as we're going now, as we speak. So yeah, making changes all the time. It, it was, uh, yeah, exciting. I mean, that's, that segues nicely in, you know, you, you've been the pioneer in AI, Andy, like, and, and now you're, you know, the high noon, as it were. What's, what's, what's next on your AI journey? What excites you, I guess, by using AI in the future? Uh, yeah, so more, more is the answer. And I think that what I've discovered is that um, the real power will come from cross-fertilization of um, both processes and data. So I think that in the future that um, it will be an enterprise-wide type optimization. And at the moment, we're kind of siloed. We're, we're looking at a, a particular areas in the business and siloed. And I think that the, a lot of the big advantages will come from a, a global enterprise-wide uh, optimization, AI, ML, uh, uh, learning approach, uh, that kind of thing. And I think also, I think outside of the business too, working with partners, both our customers and our suppliers and other people in a similar line of our business, sharing experiences. That's one of our digital mantras is to be open uh, and uh, to share experiences and data. And I think that's where in the future, that's where things will come, sharing of data and sharing of technologies, et cetera. One thing I've noticed about Marshalls is that you guys, you talked about open, you talked about collaboration, you've talked about sort of everybody yeah. being involved. There's some clearly some something that you need, some kind of key ingredients to make that work. What do you think those ingredients are, Andy? For me, a good leader. I think that's one of the key things. Um, an innovative uh, leader uh, um, in your business, a digital awareness person. Um, willing to try things, willing to try things that are a bit different um, and pushing, constantly pushing. Uh, and I was fortunate that uh, I had great support from a good leader that um, enabled this culture, really. And I think that's, for me, that's where the culture starts from the top. So we've been talking a lot about AI, Andy. Is there any other, you know, secrets out there you think where the world's going next beyond AI? Just, just since you've, you seem to have this sort of visionary aspect to yourselves what's the next tip i think is uh, is, is going to happen so thinking ahead i think um ai will become uh democratized i think it will become mainstream it'll become part of normal process for uh your normal developer these days will have to be and will become very much aware of ml and data and what can what it can do for you I think that's one of the things, and I think people will move into a kind of maybe a more of a kind of architecture type role. Uh, as things are automated more, as machines do more for you, you'll be guiding. And it will be more about breaking the problems down into a, a data-driven problem and letting the machine drive things for you. 
and the norm will be data first. I think also it'll be a, a cognition type change. There'll be a cognitive aspect to this. You'll be talking to your business. I don't think it'll be a simple uh, report, dashboard, etc. anymore. In the future, you will have personal assistance in every meeting room that you will ask questions. In a meeting, it might be a case of what were the sales last week of this product? Which direction should I head in? Which market should be is opening up? And it will use a, a, a business brain to respond to you in the meeting. It'll be part of the meeting. It'll be another person within the meeting. So I think that's where things will be heading, um, which is it's probably about five years, maybe down the road. Last but not least, Andy, you've you've gone through this journey. You are you are, as I said a few times now, I think a, a pioneer in your team over at Marshalls, uh, and it's a great team as well. I really enjoy working with you guys. What's your what's your advice? I guess your a key takeaways for people listening to this, perhaps at the start of their journey. I think for me, um, have an open mind. That's the first thing. Um, be open to uh, advice uh, and guided by data. Um, be flexible. That's one of the things as well. Be prepared to fail fast and change direction and go where the data takes you. Um, I, I think um, also thinking outside the box a little. And um, this is where some of this uh, scientific approach comes in. It isn't normal in business to think in a kind of scientific way. And I think this is where your data scientists come in and they think a little bit differently. Uh, that would be one of the key takeaways from me, especially having an open mind. Great. Okay. Well, I'll leave on an open mind. I think that's 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 a good in itself. We'll leave on that uh, that that pearl of wisdom. Um, and a huge, huge thank you for today. It's always a pleasure talking to you. And uh, I know we've had good conversations over the years, but I think I've I've got a lot out of that conversation and uh, and uh, understood things which are and put it in terms that I haven't had before. So it's been a real pleasure. Uh, thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you, Will. It was a great a pleasure too. Fantastic, fantastic story there from Andy Carney and the Marshalls team. We both hope that you can really take some key learnings from that interview with Andy today. As always, we want this to be a discussion, not just a broadcast. So please hit us up at PeakHQ on all social platforms. Tell us your thoughts. And until next time, thank you for listening and see you again.